Most of you know a while ago I was privileged to go to the Sending Conference in Jeffreys Bay. Um, that was a Church of the Nations conference where thousands of people were gathered from all over the country and in fact some from even overseas came to Jeffreys Bay to hear what the Lord is saying to uh, Church of the Nations and the Church today. And we left there with a great impression of uh, God wanting to do a new thing in the, in the earth today and an expectation of a great move of the Holy Spirit that is coming, as was spoken by many speakers uh, in the conference. So uh, when I came back from uh, the conference, um, one evening I had a dream. God often speaks to me in dreams. Often I think it's because the only way he can get through to me. Um, <laughs> So this message is more for me than maybe for you guys, but anyway, it's fine. <laughs> and um, it's quite a vivid image that quite shook me, I must be honest with you. In my dream, I saw this image. I saw literally God's face peering through the clouds. He looked left and right, and he just said, where is everybody? And then he left. Now, I'm not saying it's prophecy, <laughs> and I'm not trying to interpret the dream, but obviously I was left with the impression. And the impression was this, that God is trying to say something to us. Like we are so busy doing our own thing that we do not set time enough aside to just go, let me hear you, Lord. Let me hear what you are saying for me. Let me hear what you are saying for the church. Let me hear what you are saying for the kingdom. So let's try a little test quickly. Can you hear me? Can, can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So yeah, this is the best sort of image I could find. You can go to the next slide there, thanks Brett. Of kind of what I saw, but literally with more the uh, face of God peering through. But often when I see sunlight coming through the clouds, I don't know about you guys, I just see God's presence just shining through and just, just I'm so in awe of that, it's so beautiful. So another word that came through um, quite strongly in the conference is that there is, as we know, a spiritual battle going on. There's always a spiritual battle, but even more so in this time as we are nearing the end. And we do not know the time. We do not know the time, but we are getting nearer and nearer, let's face it, to the end. And God is calling his army forth. And this came again from separate speakers, not, you know, everybody, let's get together and let's talk about the fact that there's an army. In several workshops we had, each speaker was saying, God is calling his army, God is calling his army. So we can either hear what the Lord is saying, or we can ignore his call. It's our choice at the end of the day, to be honest with you. We can either be like Peter and step out of the boat, or we can be the disciples who stayed in the boat. The choice is ours. So, you know, when I think of the disciples that stayed in the boat, what was going through their hearts? Maybe a bit of disbelief. Maybe a bit of shock and awe, um, you know, what is this ghost, this apparition coming on the water towards us, you know. So you can either sit back in fear and intrepidation, uncertainty or disbelief, or in faith we can step out into what is God, God is calling us and his church to, uh, as Peter did. So there's another slide there of us. <laughs> so God is calling forth his army. And maybe we don't want to be a soldier, <laughs> but that's part of who we are as believers. We mustn't forget that part of our identity in Christ is that of a soldier. That means that we are again engaged in spiritual warfare and we must go into battle and be the on the offensive 
for those who are the lost, for those who do not know Jesus Christ. In 2 Timothy 2 verse 3, Paul says to Timothy, Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. So just if you're doubting if it's scriptural, it's scriptural to be a soldier. All right. But we know that our weapons are not of this world. Okay. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Verse 5 says, We tear down arguments and every presumption set up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So how do we know that a soldier engaged in battle obviously needs to be prepared, right? You can't go into battle unprepared. A soldier needs to make sure he's equipped for the fight, he's dressed for the fight. When engaged in spiritual warfare, we need to be clothed in the armor of God. As Ephesians 6 says, as we know very, very well, the scripture in Ephesians 6 of the armor of God. But let me take some poetic license, if I may, today and kind of update <laughs> the armor of God. And if this image stirs some emotion in you, believe me, in the time that Jesus spoke about a Roman soldier, it stirred some emotion. Okay, So I'll read the scripture to you. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take up your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then, with the utility belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the armor-plated vest of righteousness in place, with your feet fitted with the combat boots of readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the air cover that is your shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the fiery missiles of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the automatic rifle of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions. As a soldier, we need to maintain contact with the combat center of all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert. Be alert. And always keep on praying for the Lord's people. Be alert. Okay, so many things may be going through your minds right now. What is going on here? Aren't they cute? Aren't they, very, aren't they cute? So, yes, okay. When I thought of alert, when I started thinking of animals, and I started thinking about how, you know, God may look down on us and see these little ants scurrying around on our own little business and just scurrying around and scurrying around. And, you know, we are like ants. What are the ants' role? All ants do is collect food for the hive. That's it. That's it. We can't live like that. We can't live scurrying around, gathering food just to store away. There has to be more to life than that. So when I thought about ants, I had the image of a little meerkat popping up, you know, checking out things, <laughs> you know, because what struck me in the dream was, are we being alert? Are we paying attention? Are we sussing out the scene? Are we looking for predators? Are we looking for, not for prey, but <laughs> are we praying? <laughs> so, okay, the Lord's Prayer te teaches us to thank God for our daily bread. To not be anxious, to seek first his kingdom, but we're scurrying around like little worker ants. So what I'd like to surmise and 
work with me here, <laughs> is that the church needs to be more like meerkats. <laughs> Why? Meerkats are alert, they are attentive, they are actually full of love, and they're still able to get the job done. So some fun facts about these dear little creatures. Okay, although meerkats are omnivores, they can eat poisonous spray, prey, not spray, <laughs> poisonous prey, like snakes and scorpions, and are immune to ingesting their poison. Since they don't have a lot of body fat, meerkats need to eat every day to keep their energy up. Think scripturally, guys, think scripturally, okay? <laughs> Generally, the sentry or lookout will stand up straight so that it can get as high as possible to look for predators. If the group feels threatened by a predator, they will sometimes try mobbing or attacking it in a group. Although they usually run, they can be fierce fighters when needed. The entire family, including the father and siblings, will take care of the newborns, the entire family. Mark 13 verse 33 says, Be on guard. Keep awake, for you do not know when the time will come. Luke 10 verse 19, Behold, I have given you authority to tread on, what? Serpents, Serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy that shall not hurt you. John 13, verse 34, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. All right. That is where I got the image of the meerkats. <laughs> okay. We're going to change uh, gear a little bit now. I want to go back to the example of an army, if I may. You can go to the next slide, please, Brett. So, yeah. <laughs> so, how do you know that, how many of you know that, um, as a soldier, again, I mentioned it earlier, we need to be in constant contact with headquarters or the command center. Soldiers need intelligence, right? They need intelligence reports to come in before they can mount a battle plan. Without clear intelligence, a battle can go very, very wrong and cause catastrophe. So how many of us know that we have an open channel to the command center? Okay. When I was in the States, there was this commercial... Um, Verizon commercial. And all it was was this guy walking around with his cell phone. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? That was the whole commercial. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and it was just saying, you know what? Wherever he is, he's got coverage. There were scenes of him being in the desert. Can you hear me now? In the snow. Can you hear me now? <laughs> On a ship in the middle of the ocean. Can you hear me now? Okay. And often, I think we are like that, aren't we? God, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now, God? Can you hear me now, God? Can you hear me now, God? Meanwhile, God's going, can you hear me now, child? Child, can you hear me now? Child, can you hear me now? We're doing the same thing. There's this clash of communication. We're both saying, can you hear me, Lord? Can you hear me? Can you hear me, child? Can you hear me, child? <laughs> you know? Right. So, when, give me some examples. When can we not reach someone on a cell phone? When you call somebody and they don't take a call, why can't they take a call? Give me some ideas. No 
my signal. Phone is off. Sorry? Busy on another call. Okay, so how many of you know that we have constant cell coverage with the father? Our device battery never dies. The receiver of the call, by the way, can receive billions of calls simultaneously. He never turns his phone off. We don't need 3G or 4G. God is the big G. <laughs> he is God. Okay. <laughs> so have you maybe thought that just maybe, just maybe, just maybe, we need to just keep still sometimes. Just keep still. God is saying, can you hear me? But our lines are getting crossed. By the way, there's no line delay in an intergalactic call. How many of you have made an international call? There's a delay. Hello? 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 Hi, you know, you're talking, another person's talking back, and you just can't get a clear signal. That's not a problem with God. The channels are open. They are clear. God doesn't use Morse code that only the educated or ordained can decipher. God doesn't use smoke signals. <laughs> Although I used to love a good bribe. And Jesus came and changed all of that. <laughs> Can you imagine the Lone Ranger and Tonto? Smoke signals. I like acting things out if you don't mind. Okay. So there's Tonto singing smoke signals. Okay, we're not going to go there. Sorry, Brett. Okay, Tonto singing smoke signals. And Lone Ranger's up on a hill. One, two, a half. What's up with that? What are you trying to say? Catches up with Tonto. Tonto, what was going on there? Um, sorry, fire died. <laughs> so you know what? Our fire, how's our fire doing? How's our communication fire doing? Has your communication fire died out? Is your cell tower down? Has your battery died? Or have you just dropped the call? Or do you sometimes feel like this guy? Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Don't you see me? Don't you see me? Here I am, God. Rescue me. God's going, I've rescued you already. I've already rescued you. Why are you crying for rescue? My child, I have you firmly in my hands and in my palms. It's probably the topic for another whole sermon, but you know what? Maybe we just need to stop trying to be rescued. And listen. Just listen. He has overcome the world. The victory is already ours. So whatever situation you're in, guys, just maybe, you know what? Try and listen. He gives the best advice, you know? The best advice. Next slide, please. My sheep hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them from the Father's hand. Another image for you. <laughs> How many have ever watched a baseball game? Anybody? Maybe Brett has. I don't know if you've ever seen how the coach has these weird signals for the team. What is that? 
You know, you miss one signal, you know, okay, I don't know what the play is, you're going to miss it. <laughs> you're going to mess up the game. Or how about the catcher? The catcher's always throwing signals to the pitcher. One, two, he's going no, 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 yes, maybe, no. Aren't we like that? No, Lord, no, Lord, no, Lord, not that, no, Lord, yes, Lord, no, no, no Lord, go back, you know. <laughs> God doesn't communicate like that. His communication is clear. His communication is clear. His yes is yes, and his no is no. All we need to be is sheep. Let me just say this, though. I do realize, and obviously there's times where we do need to cry to God. Let's be real. There are times when we have to cry to Him. Okay? But... Is crying out to him all we do. It can't just be that. Is our communication one way? Deposit your fee here, submit your prayer request, and then move swiftly on for the next person. It's not about that, guys. It's about relationship. It's about communication, two-way communication. So when we're going through these tough times where we feel that we need to cry out to God, and there's nothing wrong with that. Don't you think that's when you need to hear from your father? That's when you need a battle plan. That's when you need wisdom. That's when you need courage. That's when you need to hear from the chief communicator. In the times of trial and trouble, you need to hear from him. Maybe, you know, Maybe we're scared to hear from God. Maybe you're fearful as to what the Lord would say. No, Lord, not the Ninevites. Please, don't send me to the Ninevites. <laughs> you know, like good old Jonah. Anyone but them. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will not perish. Now, who wouldn't want to hear from a God like that? Who wouldn't want to? Next scripture, please. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So as I said earlier, there is a great move of God's Spirit expected. We don't know how, we don't know when. There could be many moves of His Spirit before He finally returns. Many. But let's be real, and you may disagree with me here, but I believe that a great move of the Holy Spirit will come whether we're praying or not, whether we're listening or not, because God is God in heaven and He does as He pleases. But wouldn't you rather be prepared? Wouldn't you rather be knowing what God is up to? Wouldn't you rather know the battle plan, have that intelligence report? We need to have oil for our lamps. That's another scripture that came to mind, the parable of the ten virgins, where some were left behind because they, did not, they were not prepared for the bridegroom's coming. We need to be positioned. Troops have a formation. Our positioning does not come by works. Our positioning does not come by might, but by His Holy Spirit. So don't you want to be in on the battle plan? Don't you want to be part of that battle for our survival? But not a fight 
for just our survival, but a fight for the kingdom come. A fight for those who will miss the boat if we don't pray for them, if we don't come alongside them and love them and hear what the Father is saying for His church today. Think about how dangerous and confusing it would be for a soldier on the battlefield to not know what the battle plan is, to not know what the target is, to not know what the goal is. Yes, we need to be like sheep, but that doesn't mean we follow the flock blindly. Okay. So my challenge for you guys, that last slide please, is this. Whether you believe it or not, whether you're sure or not, when you go to bed tonight, I'd like you to pray. Just say, Father, I thank you that I can hear you. I thank you that you can hear me. Speak to me, Lord. And in the morning, do the same. Lord, speak to me today. What would you say to me today? What would you have me do today? Where, Lord, can I be most effective? Show me my mission for your kingdom come. Show me my mission for your kingdom come. Just a sideline, something I hadn't prepared to really talk about, but was the challenge that Tony Fitzgerald mentioned for the church today is young people below the millennials are leaving the church in droves. They're saying the church is not relevant to them anymore. This is a major, major, major challenge for the generation that is coming after us, coming after the 2030-somethings. How do we present a relevant God to them? We need a battle plan. We need a battle plan for church growth. We need to hear what the Father is saying for our church. We need to hear what the Father is saying for our lives. We need to hear what the Father is saying for His kingdom. And I don't know about you, but I want to be part of that battle plan. I want to be part of that mission that God has for us. I want to be part of history. I want to be part of His story. I want to see His kingdom come, and I want to play a role in that. And I know we do too. But to do that, we need to hear what God is saying to us in this time, for this generation, and we need to obey His word. Can we pray? Okay. Speak to us, Lord God. Speak to us, Lord. We are listening. We are for you, Lord. We want to do your will. Lord, we want to see your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, that you are for us and not against us. Help us, Lord God, to be alert, awake, prepared for what you'd have us do, Father. We thank you for the awesome privilege, Father God, of being part of your kingdom, being called your sons and daughters, Lord God, and having a role to play in your kingdom, Lord. We thank you for the honor. We thank you for your love. Lord, have your way with us, Father, we pray. Have your way with redeeming hope. Have your way with each one of us, Father, we pray. We love you, Lord, and we just thank you for this time. And we thank you for who you are, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's just um, take a few minutes as we are accustomed to the end of the service and talk about some of those. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope you were blessed and encouraged. For more, visit us at www.redeeminghopechurch.co.za
Don't say that. Have a great day. Bye now.